Hey, this is Pastor Holly of Open Door Sanctuary, and welcome to our podcast. We are so glad that you are here, and wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will transform your life through today's message. Be sure to subscribe so that you can get these messages every week, and I pray that you are blessed today. Jesus is my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Good morning, my brothers and my sisters. If you will, this morning, journey with me to the 27th chapter of Psalms. The 27th chapter of Psalms, a familiar passage to many of us. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my strength. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Through war, though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that, I, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. The Lord is my light. Gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this learning moment. Lord, we would ask that you clear our hearts, clear our minds, and clear our souls that we would receive the message you have for us today. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. May my soul look up with steadfast hope, and my will be lost in thine. Amen. This morning, my brothers and my sisters, on our journey, uh, we want to focus on the theme, the Lord is... my light. There used to be a television show, I don't know if many of you will remember this, called Fear Factor. At the time, there were many critics who suggested that this show was a new low in television history. This show, Fear Factor, this reality show, what it did was it paid people money to face their biggest fears. So, for example, I'm sure many of you remember the show. Uh, yeah, so you had a man staked to the ground, and they would pour like 200 rats crawling over him for like 10 minutes. And he would get paid something like $10,000 for doing it. 
It was a show that capitalized on the fact that people are afraid of a lot of different things. It was a show that capitalized on people's fears. In our culture today, we have an epidemic of fears and phobias. People are afraid not only of rats, but of snakes, spiders, worms, roaches, mice, among many other things. There are some people who lose sleep over everything from global warming to giant asteroids possibly hitting the Earth. There are surveys that say the most common fear people have, and I hear this a lot, actually, the most common fear people have is the fear of speaking in front of a group of people. Lots of folks fear sickness and health problems and almost, almost all of us, if we're honest with, it, with ourselves, are a little afraid of dying. Of course, now, now, having no fear is not necessarily the same thing as having courage. Sometimes, my brothers, fear can be very healthy. There's an old saying that says, fools rush in while where angels dare not go. Fools rush in where angels Dare not go. When we open our Bibles this morning, we know we have seen lots of courage. And I don't know who you may think the bravest man is, or the bravest person is in the Bible, but one of the people that I've always thought was one of the bravest people in the Bible was Daniel, while he was down in the lion's den. But certainly, Daniel's not the only courageous one in the Bible, character in the Bible. Another that springs to mind, of course, is David. As a young shepherd boy, David fought off a bear and a lion which were threatening his flock of sheep. Then apparently, 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 as a teenager, he faced and killed the giant Goliath. That's right, when David killed Goliath, he was only a teenager. And he did this because everyone else in the army, his brothers, everyone else in the army was afraid to fight. Everyone else was afraid to fight. When Saul's army was, was hunting him and trying to kill him, David still was not afraid. 
He expresses this courage in our text this morning. Psalms 27, verse 1, where he says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? As, as, as we look at this passage, my hope is that, that, that we will better understand how David was able to not be afraid. My hope this morning is that we better understand how David was able to grow more courage in his life. What is the source of courage? What is the source of courage? In David's life, we see it as rooted in his relationship with the Lord. One, one, one source of his courage was his faith in God. You see, where there is a strong faith, fear tends to disintegrate. Fear tends to disappear. David had that type of trust. David had that type of trust because he had frequently seen what God had done in his life. David had that type of trust because he knew what God had already done for him. Verses 2 and 3 of our text this morning. When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. Psychiatrists say that repeated experiences is often the key to overcoming fear. So whether one is afraid of, of, of driving over a bridge or of parachuting out of an airplane, the best cure, according to these psychiatrists, is usually just doing it over and over and over again. Every time David saw the Lord provide protection from his enemies, his faith grew. His courage grew every time David saw the Lord deliver him from those who were trying to harm him. David, watch this, became 
more bold. David became more emboldened. In that same way, beloved, our experience with the Lord can help our faith, can help our courage to grow. That is why it is so important that we take time to reflect on various ways that God has worked in our lives. Jesus is my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Jesus is my help. My help cometh from the Lord. That is why, beloved, it is so important that we take the time to reflect on the different ways that God has already worked in our lives. You see, faith is a gift from God, but it usually comes in installments. <laughs> faith is a gift from God, but it usually comes in installments. James chapter 1 tells us that our trials, uh, thank you Jesus, James, the first chapter of James tells us that our trials, and especially seeing God provide for and protect us in the midst of those trials, develops patience and helps us to grow in our faith. Beloved, we all need to ask God. We all need to ask God to open our spiritual eyes so that we can take a better look at some of the ways he's already working in our lives. When that happens, beloved, I believe our faith. When that happens, beloved, I believe our courage will increase. Our courage, our faith will increase. The second reason in our text this morning for David's courage was his love for God. Look at verses 4 and 5. One thing I desire of the Lord, that will I seek. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. David here. David here is not talking about having a bedroom in the temple moving into the church and sleeping in the pews at night are not going to increase our love for God. Rather, David is talking about a close relationship. David is talking about intimate fellowship which he had with the Lord. You see, it's one thing to be with God, but it's quite another thing to love being with God. Hallelujah! 
It is one thing to be with God. But it's a whole completely different thing, my brothers and my sisters, to love being with God. The verse shows us that, 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 that David really treasured his fellowship with the Lord because he loved the Lord with all, ha with at least, if not all, a good part, a good chunk of his heart, of his soul, of his mind, and of his strength. When we love someone, we tend to trust them. The more you love, the more you tend to trust. And as we said before, that leads to courage. Now, maybe you're thinking, Rev, I want to love God. I really do. But how do I do it? It seems hard to love someone that I can't see. There was a, a, a Scottish author, I believe his name was George McDaniel, McDonald, when he, he was asked, is it easy to love God? His reply was this morning, it is for those who do. <laughs> now, that might not seem like a very helpful answer, but there really is a lot of truth in that statement. You see, when we really get to know God, when we really, really get to know God, when we really, truly understand who he is and what he is like, the old saying goes, to know him is to love him. And that is certainly true when it comes to the Lord. If, if we want to love God, we need to focus. We need to focus on getting to know him better. That means, my brothers and my sisters, that means we, we need to make sure we are reading and studying the Bible. It means we need to spend time in prayer. It means we need to worship the Lord both when we come to church to meet with others, hallelujah, and when we are by ourselves. Wait on the Lord, because Jesus is my help. We need to make it our goal to get to know God better. What? Ha, ha, ha. When that happens, our love for him will grow. When that happens, our faith in him will be greater. When that happens, our courage will increase. Hallelujah. When that happens... David, David's faith in the Lord, David's faith in the Lord and his love for God enables him, allows him, permits him to be a man of courage. Now, if, 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 if we truly trust and love God, 
that type of courage, that type of faith will grow in our lives as well. There are a couple of characteristics that I want to look at this morning, which we see in David's life. We see that courage continues even when adversity strikes. How many of you remember the Wizard of Oz? In the Wizard of Oz, there is a lion that proclaimed himself to be very brave until Toto, how many of you remember Toto, Dorothy's little dog, until Toto started to bark at him. Then it became clear that he was the cowardly lion. Maybe you know some people like that. They love to talk about how brave and bold they are until they actually face a dangerous situation. Then their courage seems to evaporate. That is not so with our David here. David, his courage continued even in the worst situations. Look again at verse 3. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. Go down to verse 10. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. In other words, what David is saying is that no matter what happens to him, that no matter how bad things get, that even if there is no one on this earth that he can count on, he will not be afraid. You see, his courage was not just on the surface. It was very deep, and it was very genuine. Throughout, my brothers and sisters, the centuries, God has supplied courage to his people who were facing very difficult situations. The Bible contains numerous examples of this. and As I said before, Daniel in the lion's den is indeed one of my favorite stories, but uh, an even more clearer model, an even clearer model of courage are his friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When King Nebuchadnezzar is about to throw them into the burning furnace because of their refusal to worship Nebuchadnezzar's golden god, these three said, and you can find this in the third chapter of Daniel, these guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, <laughs> if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it. And he will rescue us from your hand, O king, 
But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up before us. That is courage that does not melt, even in the face of deadly flames. That is courage. In the time since the Bible was written, there have been plenty of instances where God helped his people not to be afraid. We have to hold on to God's promises. And I'm reminded, as my time winds down, I'm reminded of the hymn that goes something like, time is filled, excuse me, time is filled with swift transition. Nought of earth unmoved can stand. Build your hope on things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand. You better hold to his hand, God's unchanging hand. Hold to his hand, God's unchanging hand. Build your hope on things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Wait on the Lord. Jesus is my help. Wait on the Lord. Jesus is my help. Hold to his hand. God's unchanging hand. Hold to his hand. God's unchanging hand.
Thank you for joining us today, and I pray that you've enjoyed this podcast. A special thanks goes out to those of you who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. Also, thank you to those of you who are a part of Open Door Sanctuary, whether you support us financially, serve with us, or you just share these messages. It's because of all of you that we are able to reach people around the world. If you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends and family. Again, we thank you for listening. Now go out and live victoriously.